Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 11. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to hear me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare to you. Were I to proclaim proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. Sacrifice and offering do you you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Here I am. And the scroll of the book is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I've told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. Isaiah chapter 22, verses 15 through 25. Thus says the Lord God of hosts, Come, go to this steward, to Shebna, who is a master of the household, and say to him, What right do you have here? Who are your relatives here that you have cut out a tomb for yourself here? cutting a tomb on the height and carving a habitation for yourself in the rock. The Lord is about to hurl you away violently, my fellow. He will seize firm hold on you, whirl you round and round, and throw you like a ball into wide land. There you shall die, and there your splendid chariot shall lie, you, O disgrace, over your master's house. I'll thrust you from your office, and you will be pulled down from your post. On that day I will call my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, and will clothe him with your robe, and bind your sash on him. I will commit your authority to his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open, and no one shall shut. He shall shut, and no one shall open. I will fasten him like a peg in a secure place, and he will become a throne of honor to his ancestral house. And they will hang on him the whole weight of his ancestral house, the offspring and issue, every small vessel, from the cups to all the flagons. On that day, says the Lord of hosts, the peg that was fastened with a secure place will give way. It will will be cut down and fall, and the load that was on it will perish, for the Lord has spoken. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 12. 
I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are confusing you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should proclaim to you a gospel contrary to what we proclaim to you, let that one be accursed. As we have said before, so now I repeat, if anyone proclaims to you a gospel contrary to what you received, let that one be accursed. Am I now seeking human approval or, or God's approval? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still pleasing people, I would not be a servant to Christ. For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that, that the gospel was proclaimed by me is not of human origin. For I did not receive it from a human source, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Good morning and welcome to the first Thursday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come from uh, Psalm 40. Uh, I recognized a a high school youth group song uh, in there. Set my feet upon the rock. Anyway, uh, and then uh, Isaiah 22 was interesting. It seemed, uh, it kind of reminded me of a baseball metaphor. Uh, the Lord is going to hurl you away violently, my fellow. Um, he'll seize firm, hold on you, whirl you around and round and throw you like a ball into the wide land. And there you'll die. And your splendid chariot shall lie. Uh, oh, you disgraced to your master's house. I don't know why that's funny, but it does remind me of baseball for some reason. Uh, but the, the passage I want to focus on is from Galatians chapter 1. Um, And here Paul is um, a little perturbed with the church in Galatia. And verse 10 really uh, made me think of another story that was really inspiring to me when I was trying to figure out what it meant to be a Christian soldier while I was an artilleryman at uh, Schofield Barracks, which you can read about in my book, Reborn on the Fourth of July, available only from pewpewhq.com. But the uh, verse 10... Uh, reads uh, like this. Am I now seeking human approval or God's approval? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still pleasing people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Uh, The story it reminds me of is the story of the angel Abdiel in John Milton's Paradise Lost. And um, John Milton, um, I don't know if he ever said it, but the consensus for literary scholars is that he kind of saw himself as this angel Abdiel and Abdiel is actually um, Hebrew for servant of God, Abad El. Abad is um, servant, um, and then El is, is God. It only appears once in the Old Testament in Chronicles. Um, it's, you know, son of some king, of some king, of some son, and you know, all the genealogies. Um, but in Milton's Paradise Lost, um, uh, which was actually banned for a long time because it made you or the, it was banned by uh, the church for some time because uh, it made you sympathize with the devil. Um, it, it laid out a story in which you could understand, perhaps not agree with, but you, you were reading from the devil's point of view. And in a very, 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 very brief nutshell, um, before human history, but after 
creation began. The angels um, were kind of getting lined up and, and Lucifer is upset because God predetermines Christ to be um, the Messiah and God's son. And Lucifer thought that he deserved it. And so he, he gets upset and he rebels. And one of the angels that uh, is convinced by Satan or by, by Lucifer, whoever, um, is Abdiel. And Abdiel and Lucifer and Beelzebub and all of them fight against Michael and they're thrown down into the pit. And when they get there, Satan turns to Beelzebub before the rest of them wake up because they've been knocked unconscious. He tells Beelzebub, let's tell them that we'll just, um, we'll make uh, heaven out of hell. And this is where we get the line, it's better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven. This is from the lips of of Lucifer and John Milton's Paradise Lost. And as the angels start, the fallen angels start waking up, Abdiel is one of them, and uh, Lucifer makes this sales pitch to them, and he proposes making a new heaven. They will call it Pandemonium, place of all demons, and um, everybody just listens, thinking, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, fuck the angels, fuck God. Um, But Abdiel's like, wait, wait, wait. We just got our asses kicked. We got thrown down here to this pit. Shouldn't we, you know, um, bow our heads lower, tuck our tails behind our, between our legs and go back and seek reconciliation with God? And there, in, in Milton's uh, story, there's this pregnant pause where everybody like, the next person to say something is going to carry the day. You know, it's that time where everything is just so upside down that everybody else is waiting for someone else to make the first move because everybody's afraid to make an Abdiel has come forward totally questioning Lucifer's idea, which seems, I guess, appealing to some people. Um, And Abdiel, um, uh, the first person to speak is Beelzebub because he's kind of got Lucifer's back. And Beelzebub agrees with Satan and that kind of bolsters the rest of the fallen angels' kind of support and loyalty to Satan's idea, Lucifer's idea of uh, making pandemonium a new heaven. And the scene that I'm thinking of in particular uh, for verse 10 in in Galatians 1 is um, Abdiel basically says, look, okay, you guys are going to do you, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he walks between the, um, the huge mass of fallen angels, and he flies across the abyss to heaven unimpeded. And sure enough, when he gets there, he's taken to a golden cloud, and he hears a voice, which you are to believe is, is God. Um, and this voice from a golden cloud says, Servant of God, well done. Well hast thou fought the better fight, who single has maintained against re- uh, revolted multitudes the cause of truth, in word mightier than they in arm, or arms, I'm sorry. And for the testimony of truth hast borne universal reproach far worse to bear than violence. For this was all thy care, to stand approved in sight of God, though worlds judge thee perverse. And this one, or it's actually two stanzas, this encapsulates much of Milton's theology, that it doesn't matter how far you've fallen, you can always come back, um, that you don't need to take up arms, that you can, um, that you can always uh, prevail, uh, the, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword. But most importantly, that um, if you're doing things to please people, as Paul writes in Galatians, you might be on the wrong path. 
um, th- that Abdiel's um, interest was was that God looked at Abdiel and uh, might say, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, and that's where you get it's his name, servant of God, well as thou fought. Um, Abdiel, again, is servant of God. Um, now, that isn't to say that you can be sure that you're right if everybody doesn't like you. Trust me. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very easy trap to fall in, a very self-righteous trap to fall in to think that if I am being persecuted or if I am disliked, then God must certainly think I'm doing all right. It's a very thin line between arrogance and confidence. Um, but it is there. Um, it is far more likely that if you're doing the right thing in a world that makes it difficult to do the right thing, that a lot of people won't like it. It's also true that if you do an okay thing and just get along to get along, a lot of people might like you. Um, but the uh, what I take from that is encouragement, not not instruction, but encouragement that just because things aren't going your way, um, that doesn't mean you're necessarily doing the wrong thing. That sometimes doing the wrong thing, the right thing, I'm sorry, costs uh, uh, quite a bit. It can cost you friends, it might cost you family, it might cost you money, um, but the right thing is always the good thing to do before God, because God is good. Uh, we, we take our cues and our hints and our a very notion of good from God. And so doing good continuously um, might not always make people happy because the good is sometimes very difficult. Um, but our, our, our objective, our primary objective, is to seek God's approval, not human approval, because humans might not want the things that God wants. And giving them the things that they want may be getting in the way of you doing what God wants. Don't try to please people, because if you do, you might not be a servant of God. A prayer for those who suffer for the sake of conscience in the Book of Common Prayer. O God, our Father, whose Son forgave his enemies while he was suffering shame and death, Strengthen those who suffer for the sake of conscience. When they are accused, save them from speaking in hate. When they are rejected, save them from bitterness. When they are imprisoned, save them from despair. And to us, your servants, give grace to respect their witness and to discern the truth, that our society may be cleansed and strengthened. This we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our merciful and righteous judge. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, 
You can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.